0: Hey, y'all, we want to thank you so much for joining the Blessing Broker podcast. Today, we're with Richard Blackaby, and Richard, we want to thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be talking about why it's important to equip with great leadership resources and how you can be a blessing to others by speaking into their life with wonderful resources. About 20 years ago, I went through material called Experiencing God, And uh, Richard, this was just such an absolute blessing and revolutionary change, really an epiphany. uh, When I had been asking God, where are you in my circumstances? Why aren't things working out well? Why do I keep hitting a brick wall? This material has seven realities that I'm, I would love for you to express and explain. And then we'd also love to hear from you on what you're doing right now with coaching and equipping others in servant leadership. So welcome to the Blessing Broker Podcast.
1: Well, it's great to be with you, David. And I just uh, love to hear those stories. We, we, I travel around the world and everywhere I go, people tell me how the truths, is very simple but profound truths in that work have revolutionized the way they live, the way they are married, the way they serve and lead and so on. And of course, uh, in 1990, my dad actually wrote that book, Experiencing God, and uh, it's had a couple of of, uh, updates. There'll be a new one coming out next year, actually. Mm. But uh, he kind of encapsulated the whole uh, process through seven realities. My dad didn't really like to call them principles because he he said, You're, we're relating to a person, not a principle. Hmm. God is not a doctrine. <clears throat> it, this is just the reality of how God works as a person in your life. And so, uh, you know, just to kind of maybe summarize that a little bit, uh, one of the most profound realities was the first one where uh, it just says God is always at work around you. And that has truly transformed churches. There were churches about to die. I mean, literally had a for sale sign out in front of their property ready to disband, and, and, and in one case, a church decided their kind of farewell Bible study before they shut down would be experiencing God. And they got face-to-face with that first reality that God's always at work around you. And their first thought was, well, it's not, a, not at work around us. We're, nobody comes to our church. No, we have no visitors. Uh, we can't pay our bills. We need to shut down. And really, the, the, the short version of that is they just... They just began to look and open their spiritual eyes and suddenly they realized God had been at work the entire time all around them throughout their neighborhood they just hadn't noticed they hadn't recognized that that was God and it transformed the church um Mm. and so I'd always tell people take time to really meditate upon that if you're not if you're not seeing God at work around you it's not that he's not working it's that you're not noticing just ask God to open your eyes and you'll realize he is at work um and then the, the, there's the six other realities. And I don't know if we have enough time to get through them all, but you know, a second one is just that God pursues a, a continuing personal love relationship with you. Again, God is a person. He's not a doctrine. He's not a belief system. God is not a worldview. He's a person who loves you and wants uh, to be in a relationship with you. And and a relationship that you don't get to experience just when you die and go to heaven, but relationship that you experience daily, hourly, right now, and you experience his love, you experience his interaction and involvement in your life, Uh, you hear his voice, uh, he guides you and tells you go this way, don't go that way, take that job, don't take that job, reach Mm -hmm. out to that person, Uh, maybe just just give them some space today. God wants to be very involved and it's because he loves you and it's an amazing privilege to get to be a part of God's work. So um, so each of those realities just uh, maybe just to mention one other one the, the third one is just that god invites you to join him and i still haven't haven't gotten over that one that almighty god who runs a universe would care whether i got involved in any way with what he was doing but mm. uh, god has been carrying out his eternal plans uh since before time began and he's progressively working out his plans right on schedule right according to his desires. Uh, he marshals all the angels in heaven. He keeps every star in the universe in its proper orbit. And then he comes to me, of all people, and says, how would you like to be a part of what I'm doing? It <laughs> blows me away. Uh, and I, I often tell people, there, there are no small assignments from Almighty God. Uh, whatever God has asked you to do, it's far beyond what you're, uh, you deserve to be asked to do. It's an amazing privilege. And so to wake up every morning and have Almighty God meet with you to tell you what's on his heart and then to alert you to how you could be involved, what an amazing way to live your life. Um, and so that's really what that book is is uh, designed to do, is just help people know how to get up every morning and join God and what he's doing around them and just see God change the world through ordinary people like you and me.
0: Well, I can tell you, Richard, that when there's purpose and there's a call and there's an understanding that God has indeed invited you to join him in his work and you're in that place where you join him, it changes everything. It changes yeah. the the yeah. the way you look at the world. It also changes the way the outcomes and the way things go and the way, the way that we treat people. But the it's the fifth. Reality that has sometimes kind of caught me a little bit on the side, and I, I, I wonder if you could speak to a little bit more about the crisis of belief when, yeah. when your world's rocked, and are we not yeah. going through a shaking right now in this world? Yeah. And a lot of people are asking, "Where is God in this?" And so, with a crisis of belief, what what does that then take us through in the in the final steps of the book? Well, my dad always
1: said, uh, "God." only does God-sized kinds of things, because he's God. That's the only kind of work he does is God-sized work. So when he comes to you and invites you to join him in his work, you're just a creature of dust being swept up into the activity of Almighty God. It's going to overwhelm you. It's going to seem way bigger, way more difficult than you could ever imagine doing in your own strength. And Mm. uh, and that's true. Uh, The great thing is God will also equip you. Uh, and enable you to do that but uh but oftentimes i'll have people say well i'm i'm sensing that god wants me to do this i'll say well why aren't you doing it yet and they'll say well because i'm scared to death i i i I don't know how i could afford it i don't i've never done that before it would it would involve a radical change in my life and my finances and 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 so on and and uh i'm scared to death and I, i think in in every person's life at some point they're going to find themselves standing at a crossroad, and they know what God wants them to do. They're just not sure they've got the courage to do it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and, and I've known people who've gone both ways, some that got right to the very edge and just couldn't bring themselves to kind of pull the trigger and and Mm -hmm. trust God and take that leap of faith. Nicodemus. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, and and initially, at least, you know, he he kind of came around but uh, the rich young ruler would certainly be one <clears throat> he uh, he was told exactly what to do to be a follower of Jesus to be one of his disciples and he couldn't pull that trigger he couldn't sell what he had it, the, the cost was too much he thought um, of course <clears throat> the price we, we often count the price for obeying God but the price for disobeying God is always far greater it, it always costs us more not to go with God than it costs us to go with God but But at the time we we see uh how big it is how difficult and we have this crisis and really a crisis we think of always as a bad thing but as my dad kind of explains in experiencing God it really crisis is really just a moment of decision a moment where you you decide do I believe God or not and if I do I've I've got to go with him if I don't really believe God then I, I can't trust God with the only life I have so uh I, I tried to raise, I've got three kids. I tried to raise them all and to, to say, kids, when, when you face that moment where you know in your heart what God wants you to do, but you're scared to death, I don't want you to spend the rest of your life with regrets, where you mm-hmm. look back and keep asking yourself right to your deathbed, what would my life have been like had I only done what I knew in my heart God wanted me to do? And I said, wow. just don't let those. Uh, regrets accumulate in your life because every time you get close to what God wants you just you're afraid I said even if you're scared to death take the step forward you'll never regret going with God but you'll have plenty of regrets if you aren't willing to go with God so that's a it's a big one and um, and I think for all of us a time is coming uh, partly because God keeps stretching us God keeps growing us God doesn't let us just remain comfortable uh, when, when you're comfortable, you stop growing, and God wants you to grow. So He's going to continually <laughs> give you a bigger assignment uh, as you're faithful with the, the last assignment, and and that's going to involve stretching and growing, and and that can be painful and frightening sometimes. But uh, Richard, have
0: you ever seen God call anybody into their comfort zone?
1: No, no. I no, I found people that once they went there, they they found it wasn't nearly as awful as they feared it might be they actually grew mm-hmm. to, to really enjoy and find delight in what god called them but at the time it, it certainly didn't appear like a comfort zone yeah i you know we can handle the comfort zones without god so god's not going to lead you into a position where you don't need him mm-hmm. he's going to always lead you into a position where you have to have faith in order to succeed uh, mm-hmm. hebrews 11:6 6 says without faith it's impossible to please god so we keep trying to build lives that don't require faith You know, we we just try to get a real comfortable place where we've got everything covered. And now we don't even need God. We've got a good health plan and we've got savings accounts and uh, we're surrounded by friends and insurance policies and we've got pretty well everything covered. And God would say, well, why would I lead you there? You don't need me anymore. So i so
0: brought up Hebrews because it is so chock full of great examples that we can turn to to see God pulling people out of their comfort zone and the result yeah. with that. So, yeah. uh, um, y'all, if if uh, if you ever want an encouragement, go to that chapter and Hebrews right, 11, Hebrews 11, the, Hebrews 11, I, the faith chapter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So uh, you mentioned that that there's going to be a revision or a, another release of experiencing God. Can you talk to that a little bit?
1: Yeah, during COVID, actually, uh, the publisher came to me and said, we, we want to do a refreshing um, and uh, uh, and would you be willing to, you know, you've got some time. I was quarantined a little, you know, for some of that time and couldn't really get a lot of places. So God was so gracious. I thought, boy, with all I had, I had 70 trips canceled last year because of COVID Uh, and so I thought I'd have all kinds of time on my hands and instead God just filled it up with other projects I wouldn't have had time to do and so um, that's going to be released in April of 2022 and uh, they'll have some new videos as well and we're actually going to be introducing my my oldest son is going to be doing Mm -hmm. some teaching he's a millennial and uh, you know my dad wrote the original material and I've redone it since and now my son will be involved so it's a third generation now will be carrying on the tradition of teaching this material and it just goes to show you that someone my dad's age uh, a baby boomer like me and even a millennial on down like my son this message these truths are just as applicable to any age that's
0: fantastic yeah well we would we would love to circle back with you after the release and and uh, make it available to those listening and and uh and hear how the the publishing has has gone and and meet your son that would be wonderful so sure. um so we'll look forward to that release and in the meantime you continue to travel and and speak uh, to uh, leaders in business and um can you tell us a little bit about about the coaching. It just seems to me so rich that you've grown up with this material of the realities of experiencing God, and then you use those to encourage other people to uh, be a blessing in their community and in their workplace and to their employees. Can you talk a little bit about the, the spiritual leadership that you're offering at Blackaby?
1: Yeah, we we do a lot of uh, training, teaching, provide a lot of materials to equip uh, leaders, and and you could be a, a parent as a leader. So if you're if you're trying to if you've got a couple of teenagers in your house, you need leadership training. Uh, you, we we work with pastors, we work with a lot of business leaders, executives, um, and 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 really, uh, you know, leaders. A lot of people have a wrong idea what a leader is. Uh, we, the, people think, well, I'm not the CEO, I'm not office in the corner office. Uh, a leader is simply someone that God raises up to solve a problem. Uh, if, if there were no problems, you, you probably wouldn't need leaders. Uh, but whenever there's a problem in the Bible throughout history, God would always put his hand on someone and say, I'm going to use you to uh, solve this problem for your family, for your church, for your, your nation. Uh, and, you know, I, in the day in which we live, there's a lot of problems. Um, and we don't just need politicians. Politicians kind of thrive on problems. Leaders solve problems. Uh, and so this is a time where I sense God is raising up a lot of people to say, I want to use you to make your world a better place. Um, uh, to solve issues in your church and in in the young people uh, and in poverty, injustice, whatever it might be. God raises up his people and says, let me help you make this area of society better. Mm. Um, And so we go around doing all kinds of things to help with that. But uh, one of the things we've developed over the last number of years is just what we call leadership coaching, where we train people and coach people. And I'll tell you, when I grew up, that wasn't very popular. Um, There were some who would do some mentoring but to be honest with you, I think coaching is a lot more effective than mentoring. Um, mentoring tends to be where if I were to mentor you, you would come to me and I would kind of tell you all my experience and all my story and what I learned through my career and so on. And I would do probably the majority of the talking. But, uh, but with coaching, if I were to coach you, I would ask you a lot of questions. And it would be your journey that we focused on, not mine, and your experiences and what God was doing in your life. Uh, God has a different plan for you than he has for me. So the focus needs to be on what is God doing in your life. And, but you know what I've also found is that um, a, that, that every, I, I would say every leader at some point is going to hit a wall. Uh, and it might not happen right away. They, may, they might have years where they're just rapidly climbing the corporate ladder and having all kinds of success. But inevitably, leaders come across something that's bigger than they are that's more difficult than they've ever faced before Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a blind spot that they just can't see and they get bushwhacked by it Um, and and when those times come uh, a coach is a great uh, person just to come alongside and say let's let's process what just happened there Um, and it's funny how brilliant people that can solve all kinds of complex problems but then they'll have have a blind spot in maybe their marriage or in raising their kids or in some area of their own self-management and they just don't see it they can't they can't figure it out and it it keeps tripping them up and i've known really gifted well-meaning people that for years just struggled in a certain area of their life because they just couldn't get victory over it and uh and, and I find coaches are really good for that. And so mm. they, they see stuff objectively that we can't, they see the forest. We're right in the middle of the trees. We don't see it. And Or maybe it's just eating our lunch so many times that we just can't get a fresh perspective on it. And, um, or maybe we're just, we, 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 we really want reality be, to be one way because then it's not our fault. Uh, mm-hmm. We'd rather blame other people for our failures. And mm. a coach starts asking certain questions and we begin to realize, oh, OK, well, yeah, there, I'm, there's things I could do differently that would produce different results. And so, uh, but the key with our coaching, uh, there's lots of coaching out there, lots of secular coaching. But what probably distinguishes ours is that uh, we, we very much focus on, well, what is God doing through this process? What's mm-hmm. God saying?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: a lot of people will say, well, God's never spoken to me. But I start asking them questions, and before very long, it's obvious God is all but shouting out loud to them, and they just haven't recognized His voice. It's it's not that God's not speaking; they just, mm-hmm. no one ever helped them to realize. Oh, you mean that is God? I just thought, I just thought that was this this nagging voice in my head all the time. I couldn't escape, or all my friends kept telling me the very same thing, but I didn't realize that was God speaking through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, coaches are good for that. They kind of help you to sort of identify what's being said what's happening around your life so we we have coaches that you can contact and they can coach you and then we also have workshops uh and even books that will teach you how to be a coach and i tell people some of the people want to be a professional coach who who earns a living doing that and we we can train you and then some just want to be a better friend a better parent a better church leader better pastor who learns how to recognize the activity of God in other people's lives. And so that's a, you know, there's a lot to that. But if uh, your listeners have ever thought about, you know, I've I've basically had the same kind of uh, leadership or career or ministry for the last 15, 20 years. I've, Mm -hmm. I've led at the same level, the same way with the same results for an extended period of time. I would say, well, then you need a coach because coaches one of one of their abilities is to help, Free you up to go to another level, to not be stuck. The same things that keep holding you back and keeping you from having more success are the very things leadership coaches will help you overcome. So all of a sudden, the door opens and you realize, oh, there's so much more I can be doing than I've ever done before, and and that's really exciting when you have those breakthroughs. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, I don't have just to be a middle manager my whole life. I've got to, if I just made these a few adjustments here all of a sudden now I'm CEO material. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize, I, I thought I'd always be a number two person and these adjustments all of a sudden now I'm being considered in the number one s- spot. Um, I've always had conflict with people and these adjustments and all of a sudden I've got all kinds of ways I seem to be blessing people. Mm. So uh, don't ever feel like you're just stuck and you're consigned to spend your whole life in the same spot. Uh, there's something keeping you where you are, stuck where you are and if you can identify it and by God's power and wisdom be released from it, who knows where you could end up? Well said. And where can people go to find your resources? Well, our website is, uh, you can just go to blackaby.org and uh, our website's there. There's a whole tab on coaching that tells you what we have a workshop coming up this fall in, uh, in Atlanta where we're based. We also do some workshops around the country. We have online Uh, workshops you can actually participate online if you want Um, and so lots of ways to do that we have a bookstore there has all the books including our coaching material and so I encourage you to go there we have uh, various things uh, that I I do on social media just the leadership thoughts uh, devotional Mm. thoughts that come out every day Uh, just trying to do everything we can just to encourage uh, God's people as they're trying to make
0: a difference in their world today wonderful well we have a mutual friend bonnie mock who yeah. actually introduced us to each other yeah. and uh, i had a recent conversation with her about her coaching experience with blackaby mm-hmm. and and of course she gave highest praise uh, but but the reason behind it is the same reason of of where the material came from mm-hmm. it comes from the holy spirit it comes from god's word and his leading yeah. And she told me some examples of where she really hit a ceiling and she didn't think she could do it anymore. But the, but the coach that, that she had within the Blackabee organization, uh, encouraged her and walked her through the process of speaking into somebody else's life that then was able to speak into somebody else's life. So this is really a, uh, uh a give and take type of thing when it's led by the Holy spirit. Yeah. We are equipped to encourage each other by his power. And uh, what little I've looked at, Blackaby.org and your, your training resources and material and the spirit behind it, the Holy Spirit behind it, mm. um, being central, uh, really makes for some solid Uh, spiritual leadership coaching so i want to thank you so much for what you guys are doing we would love to to encourage other people to look at your resources to tap into your your coaching watch for the book in april 2022 the the next release of experiencing god and um and also, we just, uh, we would love to know how we can be praying for you, your family, your dad, who, uh, can you give us an update on how your mom and dad are doing? Yeah,
1: they're getting older now. They live here in South Atlanta, where I do, uh, about 10 minutes away. And, uh, you know, they, they, they sit in their living room in the morning and just have their coffee and they marvel at what God has done in their life. Two very mm-hmm. ordinary people that God swept up into his mm-hmm. activity and took them to about 115 countries put them in the white house and the pentagon and the united nations and they they look at themselves and say we're so ordinary but we just kept saying yes to god and we mm. kept being blown away by where we we showed up uh, and so yeah they're doing well they're getting older and dad's not really speaking anymore uh he still is delighted in the lord and very upbeat and positive uh just mm. physically has really slowed down mm-hmm. but uh I can't go anywhere in the world without someone coming. I was in mainland China and had someone come up and tell me how my dad's life and ministry had totally transformed his life and uh, his church. And just anywhere I go, I hear those stories and I think, well, what if every believer just lived their life that way so that they just left people in their their wake, just so grateful for the life-changing encounter they had with that believer?
0: And Richard, the legacy obviously is a, a mantle pass to you and now to your son and and uh, and to the staff and the organization. So we really appreciate you um, carrying on the message of how beautiful it is to um accept the invitation given by God to join him in his work, to work through that crisis of belief and to experience and know the will of God. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, um, a great, um, eternal message. It's timeless Mm -hmm. because it's a God thing. And, um, we would love to pray for you specifically. Is there any way that, uh, uh, that you would have us do that? Well, I appreciate that. You know, I I had uh, about
1: 70 trips canceled last year because of COVID, but now things are really heating up. And uh, this fall probably will be the busiest fall I've ever had. Uh, and, you know, w- we face unprecedented challenges and problems, but at the same time, I feel like there are unprecedented opportunities right now to serve the Lord, uh, to, to be involved in His work. And so I just appreciate your prayers uh, for wisdom. I'm I, honestly, as I look at my calendar for September, October, November, it's it's overwhelming. I've just, I've looked and said, God, how do I get that many talks and presentations? And how do I get ready for that much? Um, But I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God is uh, allowing us to be a part of what he's doing, but certainly appreciate your prayers because every time I stand before people, I I don't want to give them my best. I don't want to give them my opinions. I really want them to have a word from God and uh, that takes time and takes time with God to have that. And so as busy as I get, I'm, I'm just praying God just help me to just keep hearing from you and passing on the fresh word that uh, I learned from you, perhaps just that morning.
0: Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, I would like to invite our audience to please keep Richard in your prayers for wisdom and for Um, the energy to continue carrying forth such a great message and um, Richard we thank you again so much for taking your time and for sharing about Blackbee.org. and um, we we, uh, pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you so thanks again for your time and um, we hope to talk with you again real soon.
1: Well thanks Dan thanks for what you do you truly are a blessing I pray that God blesses many more through you and your ministry in the days to come
0: Thank you. Hey, Denise here. We are so appreciative that you spent time with us today. Proverbs 11.25 says, a soul who blesses will prosper and one who gives water will themselves be satisfied. So we've built a lot of resources on blessingbroker.com to help you be the blessing. We also invite you to engage with us on our social media through Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And now we're on all of your popular podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple. We look forward to reporting again soon, but until then, go out and be the blessing today.